0: So Dave, I saw a pretty interesting tweet today from Kellen Quinn, do you want to hear it? Oh. So he goes, quitting drinking is the best decision I've ever made. I feel amazing, my anxiety is better, I look and feel better, happy to be sober.
1: Good thing you sober then, right?
0: Well that's great to hear, but is that the reason for gossip? <laughs> And welcome, everyone, to a brand new episode of Ian Hates Music. My name is Ian.
1: My name is Dave.
0: Dave, Dave, Dave. Holy shit, we have so much going on. How are you doing today?
1: Um, I'm no longer sick. A step in the right direction. What about in the head, though?
0: <laughs> but
1: um, however, fantasy football got the best of me again this weekend. Oh, yeah. Two teams won, one team lost. So, I mean we'll make it work. <laughs> <laughs> with three teams, it's it's almost impossible to win with every with all three different teams playing. It's it's going to be a challenge. You should try winning with one. <laughs> yeah, you know, but I'm too competitive and someone asked me, "Hey, wanna join my fantasy league?" I'm like, "Oh, heck yeah, I want to join." Heck but then yeah. like mid-season I realize, horrible decision.
0: I certainly understand. Well, look, people are going to understand. Why we have to kind of go through this right now and not do as much of an opening bit, but we have a shit ton to get to. So, Dave, why don't we get to scene news?
1: Let's go. Hey, Ian, did you hear about Wes from a uh, puddle of mud?
0: You know what? I didn't. I was trying to read the story, but everything was a little blurry. <laughs> That's all that deserves. <laughs> Let's go on yep. to the next story.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know why I'm in like a one-liner mood. I can't help it. So next up, Chino from Deftones wants to have more guitar riffs and more drumming on the forefront of their next album. This sounds like an AP story because it seems yep. like exactly what everyone already knows.
1: This is, what, this is AP, what, what it's built around. They know what people want. What people, want. I mean, <laughs> what
0: else is Deftones? I mean, Chino's voice is awesome, but it has changed over the years. So it's not where it used to be, where you could kind of, it was guitar riffs and Chino's voice. That was the big thing. Now they've done this whole change over the years, which is either because Chino can't hit those notes or they want to do something different, whatever it happens to be. Apparently, he didn't talk to Stephen a lot. I think we actually talked about this. Maybe once or twice already that the guitarist was actually kind of annoyed that he didn't get mm-hmm. to do as much in Gore. And now Chino's saying, "Yeah, well, I'm gonna talk to Steven, and we're gonna get lots of riffs on the next." I was like, "Why didn't you fucking do that before?"
1: Yeah, if you, yeah, blows my
0: mind. And Chino's fucking great. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he's a veteran. He should know already that death tones are often built on guitar riffs. <laughs> like, why would you yeah. not involve your guitarist when you're making an album?
1: That's an excellent question. <laughs>
0: Sometimes I just don't get musicians. Nope, me neither. Here's another interesting one. So this was pretty big on the internet all today, and partially yesterday as well. It turns out that Neck Deep had to cancel a show while the show was going on. And now, if you go look for this, you can find probably four to five different Twitter videos.
1: Yeah, there's a, there's a bunch on this.
0: And now they're over in England, I believe, right? Yes and they're headlining, and I guess they got like two tracks in, but what was really weird was all the videos start after the initial incident, so we don't know yeah. what really happened, and there's no one really giving a full account of that.
1: Yeah, I was I was thinking the same thing. I was, I was really hoping to get uh, a video of the entire situation. And by the way, this is the only
0: time that I enjoy when a cell phone picks up a video. I hate cell phones on the whole time during a concert, But this is the moment you're like, well, where the fuck is it?
1: Yeah. Pop punk fans, they're famous for having their phone out the entire video too. One of them has to have it.
0: All the time. That whole entire show. I don't get it. Maybe they're waiting to get paid. You know, that's a possibility maybe. Uh But where most of the videos pick up is when security looks like they're removing someone. But then I don't know where the band is. And then they show the guitarist and he tries to help and the security kind of throws him away and then the rest of the band comes from out of nowhere. They're not on stage, so I don't know what's exactly going on. But then here's a question for you, Dave. Who's the really skinny guy with the polka dot shorts? I, I don't know. <laughs> is he like the drummer,
1: maybe? I think. I think he's in the band. Yes, I think that was the drummer. And the reason that why I bring him like up... sounds like something he would wear.
0: Right. <laughs> the reason why I bring him up is because in the one video, you can clearly see him take a bunch of cheap shots when no one is looking uh-huh. because i think he actually kicks someone who the security guards were hurting initially Oh, uh,
1: okay yeah
0: then he goes over and punches a guard in the back while the guy isn't looking so he's getting away with a lot of shit
1: yes and the video this video is not going to help his case at all <laughs>
0: if security were being fucking dicks and they deserved it, then that's fine. It's just really funny. Like that's the part that I really locked onto and watched multiple Uh, times because it was really funny. He waited specifically until people could not harm him and then hid behind the rest of the band and then took more cheap shots.
1: Yeah. um, From what I hear too, what I read, this venue has been having this issue for more. This isn't the first occasion of something like this happening here.
0: And, my first instinct is not to blame concert goers. It's just not. Yeah. Most of the time, no. it is going to be security. But what I also mm-hmm. know is when people say, hey, this started because of a crowd surfer, I'm like, okay, I kind of understand that. Because crowd surfers are dicks. We already talked about this multiple <laughs> times. Like, they're yeah. not the best people. And a lot of times when you're watching a show, you can see them kick out. At a security guard, kick out at the people mm-hmm. that are supposed to be capturing them, you know, catching them and putting yeah. them down safely. Without a video, we don't really know if he really kicked a security guard in the face on purpose. Eh, then you kind of deserve what you get.
1: Yeah, I think yeah, just like you said, if we had, if we had full video of this, it really answer a lot of our questions.
0: Right, and I don't like jumping to conclusions. Out. Yeah, most of the time, ninety five percent of the time, it is security. Yeah. I'm always going to blame them first, but I'm trying to be, you know, level and neutral here while we're talking about a story.
1: Yeah, only fair.
0: <laughs> but I think the main thing is neck deep went ahead and canceled the rest of the show. They just left.
1: Yeah, they were done. They they talked to some fans
0: outside the venue and that's it. And that really blows for everyone that went to see that show because yeah. Do they get their money back? I highly doubt it because I think the venue but, is going to be upset with the band for leaving. So I don't think they're going to give people money back. So this sucks for every single person. Like the only thing you can hope for is, if security was to blame, that no one goes to that venue anymore and puts them out of business.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. No one, w- no one won in this situation, unless, like you said, if the security's really that bad, everyone stopped going, shut them down. Yeah, fuck them. Yeah.
0: They don't deserve your money. Go get new management and replace everyone, whatever it happens to be. But yeah, you just can't have that. Yep. But also, fuck crowd surfers, so. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't want anyone to miss the show, but you also really suck.
1: Yeah, pretty much. It's annoying.
0: Next up, in other pop punk news, apparently there's a little bit of a rift in As It Is, and (laughs) apparently they don't want to talk about why they let their guitarist, Andy, go.
1: Andy wants to be a part of the band. They don't want him. There's more to this story, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, and I don't really care. You know, we're just letting people know if you're a fan of Andy yeah. in As It Is, he's not there anymore. So you can reach out to him and see what the deal is. But yeah, it's a very, very long statement for As It Is to really say nothing.
1: Yeah, um, and they're on. Are they? They're on tour with Neck Deep right now too, aren't they?
0: I would not be surprised.
1: Yeah, a whole bunch of chaos going on with that. <laughs> well,
0: look, I like As It Is. I think their last album was awesome. I was a big mm-hmm. fan of it. I remember them talking about how they didn't even know before writing this album, if they were going to continue as a band. So maybe this is still stemming from all of that hostility that went on before and they just can't work with him.
1: Yeah. Like I said, there's going to be a, I'd imagine more will come out about this one. And if anyone's wondering where Andy is, well, here's your answer. (laughs) Go
0: find him on Twitter. Yep. So next up a kind of bittersweet story, I guess. We had reported this, I believe, a long time ago. Ollie and Jordan Fish from Bring Me the Horizon are going to be climbing Mount Kilimanjaro for charity. And yeah. it's fucking awesome that they're doing this.
1: Yeah. I mean, if someone would have told me Bring Me the Horizon doing this 10 years ago, I'd say get the fuck out of here. <laughs> but um, no, they're good people. Better than what I ever thought. So that's awesome to hear.
0: To be quite honest, they probably didn't even have to do the gimmick of climbing the mountain. They probably yeah. could have just said it because if you read, and I'm not going to do it because I'm not going to do it justice, you should go ahead. I'm going to have the link in the description of the episode so you can check out everything that Jordan and his family have gone through. And that's why they're trying to help this hospital is because of how yeah. much that hospital has done for them and their child. And it's just, I mean, it's a heartbreaking story. But the child is alive right now but still fighting. And that's why they're trying to raise this money. And the last time I checked, I think it was over... 66,000 pounds. Wow. Which is awesome. Incredible. (laughs) So, if you can donate, please do. You can check out everything story wise as well as their whole plan because it is a whole plan to do this and it's pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, definitely check that one out.
0: So, some of you may remember, I think it was a couple weeks ago when we talked about bands that had a lot of issues going on and that we didn't want to comment or speculate really until all the news came out. Well, one of those bands, there's more to the story. They're still not done. They still have to go to trial. They still have to do a whole lot more. But once again, there's another reason why you don't just judge right away, why you wait for evidence and why you wait for witnesses and everything else going on to figure things out truthfully. And that actually happened. And I'm being vague because I still don't want to talk about it until all the facts are out there.
1: Yeah, we don't want to incorporate their name with something possibly could be horrible so we don't want to throw them under the bus and everyone remember that band just by this story
0: right and we're not being vague i think we said the name before it's decapitated so you can go read the story for yourself and see all the breaking news for yourself but we're not ready to report on that until everything's out there definitely so yeah dave that is the end of scene news we really ran through all that
1: that was a record i think i think so
0: (laughs) Like the only time that that's a little bit different is when we get to around like Christmas time. Yeah. That's probably the only time that's even less than that. But also, I realize every time we say, Hey, we really went through that segment quick, it still ends up being a two plus hour long show.
1: Yeah. Then we get blasted by 100 new songs and 10 albums. <laughs>
0: it's very true. We have so many albums to go through. So, all right, let's get to it right now. Let's go from scene news to new songs let's go all right everyone it is new song time and we're starting off with veil of maya double speak their new album false idol comes out october 20th on sumerian records let's take a listen Now we've got the new one from like moths the flames it's the title track dark divine and the new album comes out november 3rd on rise records let's take a listen Next, we have Kanookalpook with Want Me Around. The album Shapeshifter comes out October 13th on Rise Records. Let's take a listen. Now we have Entheos with Pulse of a New Era. The upcoming album Dark Future comes out November 10th on Spine Farm Records. Let's take a listen. next up the new one from Don Broco it's called stay ignorant let's take a listen if Now we've got Atena with Done With The Darkness. The new album, Possessed, comes out October 27th on Indie Recordings. Let's take a listen. Next up, hotel books with Fears We Create, featuring Chase Huglin. Hope I said that right. The upcoming album, Equivalency, comes out October 27th on Invogue Records. Let's take a listen. I just don't
2: want to check or let this set. A while longer, feel stronger, then forget that my silence is as deep as my lack of sleep. My sense of peace and my lasting defeat. Darling, I know this hurts, but promise me someday you'll be happy. So this pain means something.
0: Now we've got Your Memorial with Degenerate. Their self-titled final EP comes out November 10th on FaceDown Records. Let's take a listen. Next, we've got Winds of Plague, Kings of Carnage. The new album, Blood of My Enemy, comes out October 27th on E1 slash Good Fight Music. Let's take a listen. Right
2: now, self-destructing time bombs to
0: Now we've got Anti Flag with The Criminals. The upcoming album, American Fall, comes out November 3rd on Spine Farm Records. Let's take a listen. Now we have friend of the show, Crystal Lake, with their brand new single, Apollo. Let's take a listen. Next up is Threat Signal with Elimination Process. The new album Disconnect comes out November 10th on Agonia Records. Let's take a listen. Next up, we've got Ghost Atlas with Legs. The album, all in sync, and there's nothing to sing about. Comes out November 17th. Let's take a listen. On the radio. now we've got spirit box the beauty of suffering the new ep comes out october 27th let's take a listen Last up for this week, we have Kane Hill's new song, Too Far Gone. Let's take a listen. Dave, a bunch of new songs. What are your first impressions?
1: Um, there's some ups and downs as sure. usual. I'm a big like Monster Flames fan. I liked the, another new song, so that's two for two for me. Uh did you like that one?
0: Yeah, lots of clean vocals.
1: Yep. I think it's good for a little bit of change for them. That one had had some clean, some unclean. Right. It was a good balanced song. I agree. Um I really like uh Ghost Atlas. What's his name? He's from uh era, he's a clean vocalist. Yeah. I think his name is Jesse. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. That's a really, really good song. I'm looking forward to that album being released uh, November 17th. So nice. Count down the days for that one. That's not that long.
0: That's crazy to think about.
1: I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's no point in me sitting here ragging on any of them. I mean, I'm saving my energy for the album reviews, you know. <laughs> uh, any anyway, what are your standouts?
0: I liked a lot. I liked Veil vale of Maya. And I'm actually yep, going to talk like about that. them a little bit more in concert reviews, mm-hmm. but Pook, I think was good. Yeah, there were yeah, definitely that's, that's
1: three for three for me.
0: Yeah, on them. I'm actually looking forward to this album. I also liked friend of the show Crystal Lake. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a really good track, and then also Cain Hill. It's yeah, pretty interesting. That one, one
1: just came out today. I want to say, well, when we're recording this. Yeah,
0: it's a couple days ago.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask you again. How do you feel about like is it Don Brocco?
0: Ah, uh, it's hit and miss for me.
1: Yeah, same here. I was wondering what you how you felt on that one.
0: Yeah, it's iffy. I mean, I think I like that single. Yeah. But then I won't like anything else. <laughs> you know, it just <laughs> happens like that sometimes. Yep. I also I like Spirit Box. Yeah, I thought yeah. that one was a good one as well. Having Courtney and Mike from I Wrestled a Bear once. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. So I'm looking forward yeah. to hearing way more from that. That's as well. different. Yeah, I like that. I'm a big fan of that. <laughs> But yeah, man, I think
1: all pretty much good, you know? Yeah, I mean, there's nothing really for me to tear apart too much, so we're good.
0: Now, everyone go check out those bands. Check out the new singles, look up pre-order dates. It's important.
1: Yep, and I will say, I wish the albums this week were as great as these songs.
0: Oh. Some foreshadowing for you. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Yeah. (laughs) All right, well, hey, on that note, it's time for our favorite part of the show. The dreaded moment has arrived. It's our favorite part of the show. <laughs> what an intro.
1: Still my favorite part.
0: Still my favorite part too. But yes, we have a lot to go through. So let's start off with Citizen, As You Please, on Run For Cover Records. Dave, just go ahead.
1: All right. So I have, must have been the back of my mind, I already knew that I wouldn't like this band because I've always seen... You know previous releases and just never took the time to listen. I have no idea why. Okay, it's like my mind already was made up. But I tried it out, and you know I really just should have trusted my gut on this. This was so damn boring. Oh my god, it was so flat. I would suggest this for someone who's really just into missionary position. <laughs> I think.
0: Hey, really good sometimes.
1: <laughs> but that's it. <laughs> If you are just a boring person, try Citizen. You'll love it.
0: Oh, wow. Well, yeah, let me fill in the blanks <laughs> a little bit for everyone. Okay. <laughs> so this is what I would call an alternative rock slash radio rock band. Yeah. It's their third full-length album. And yes, it is rather slow at points. It even comes to a atmospheric rock kind of crescendo, yeah. if you will. And I would personally say that it's not a bad album because I think they're talented, this album just did not connect with me whatsoever.
1: No, same here. I mean, like I said, there's some people out there that might like this, but I don't know of many. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's boring. If you're looking for something to like, be a little bit, I don't know, it's not loud. It's not, the choruses weren't even catchy. It was just like everything you just said. It <laughs> fell flat.
0: Dave is upset. Very. I guess let's try out a track so that people know what we're thinking about. Yep. Do you have one that you would recommend? You
1: want, <laughs> you want me to pick the one, <laughs> the one that I think is the best track, or do you want me to tell you which one can put you to sleep?
0: I want you to tell me the one that you think encapsulates the album.
1: <laughs> track four, medicine.
0: That's really funny because that's what I was going to do. <laughs> All right. It's like
2: sleep medicine.
0: But um. So once again, that Citizen, as you please, on Run For Cover Records. Next up, we have VIS, or Vice, V-I-S, with No Consequence EP, and it is an independent release. So I would call this experimental post-hardcore. It's only four tracks long, and I think it's good, and I enjoyed it. Obviously, it's very short. But then, also, when I did my background research, it turns out that two of the tracks are actually redone tracks from a previous mm-hmm. release. So I yeah. get a little disappointed when I see yeah. that.
1: Yeah, I'm always kind of let down by hearing the same thing twice. At least, at least it came out as an EP, and it wasn't. I, I really don't want to see all these songs on an album. I mean, I think there's some more to come with this band. I'd probably suggest this one for anyone who likes any type of blue swan band. Right. I would imagine. Sure. The drummer to this band. Here's how I was introduced to this one. The drummer to this band is the tour drummer for Hail the Sun. Ah. And he is nuts live to, to see. So I enjoyed I enjoyed it. I I think there's gonna be more to come sooner than later. The they have a music video out. So, I mean, they're pushing it a little bit. It was a surprise drop. I wasn't expecting it. That's really it. I had to say that. I liked it for what it was.
0: Yeah, for what it was, it opens us up to a new band, and that's fine with me. Yeah. So I say, let's take a listen to 1157. So once again, that's Vis or Vice, V-I-S, with No Consequence EP, and it's an independent release. Next up, August Burns read Phantom Anthem on Fearless Records. This is a technical metal slash metalcore band. If you're listening to the show and you don't know who ABR are, I'm a little bit surprised, but I'll fill you in anyways. This is their seventh album as well, which is kind of a big deal. And I think the biggest thing I can say for this is it's an ABR album.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you're an ABR fan before, you loved it. If you never really had them on your radar, you probably won't dip into this album.
0: Yeah, I think that's the tougher part for this one is obviously, you know, they have their unclean vocals, tempo changes, long technical guitar work. I mean, sometimes they're so long with the solos, it feels like an instrumental. Yeah. Like, absolutely. I agree there.
1: Plus, this is 54 minutes long.
0: Oh, yeah. It was a long album. But yeah. I would say it doesn't necessarily bleed together. mm And if you are an ABR fan, you're going to enjoy this album.
1: However, if you're not an ABR fan, you're just going to say, oh, this is ABR. And right. then go to the next album. <laughs>
0: exactly. So... I don't think they hurt themselves but they might not have progressed themselves.
1: Yeah, I, I agreed. I I've never really been in August Burns Red. I mean, I don't dislike them, it just I don't have them on, on my iTunes.
0: <laughs> right. I don't listen to a lot of ABR either, but I've listened to everything they have. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's that kind of thing. Uh-huh. And if someone turns it on, I don't turn it off.
1: Okay. It's just yeah. not
0: something that I go seek out, but they're extremely talented.
1: Oh yeah, there's no there's no doubting that.
0: I also like the artwork for this one, too. Ooh,
1: finally got you looking at artwork.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, this is one of those ones where I think we can play any track, but do you have a recommendation? Uh, Why don't
1: you hit him with Quake? You got it.
0: Once again, that's August Burns Red, Phantom Anthem on Fearless Records. So here's a fucking transition for you. It's friend of the show, Whitney Payton, the firecracker pyro edition on Tragic Hero Records. So if anyone doesn't know, Whitney is a hip hop slash rap artist. And I know what you're saying. Ian, what the fuck are you doing talking about this on (laughs) Ian Hates Music? I'm sure Dave is even asking himself the same question.
1: (laughs) I did check to make sure I downloaded the right thing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, look, this album has been out for a while, but because she just went from an independent artist and then went and signed with Tragic Hero for the first time, they took it off the market, then brought it back with extra tracks. Okay. And the only reason why I want to put this out there is, first of all, I know she actually tries really hard. Like, she's one of the hardest workers, and uh-huh. it's always good to let people know things like that. I also like that she skews on the rock side. Like, she takes her rap songs and then makes them rock songs as well.
1: Yeah, I could definitely, I could hear some rock influences in some, in some of these tracks.
0: She just made an EP recently where she took tracks and made them rock again. Yeah. (laughs) So it's something she enjoys doing. She also tours with rock people. The other thing you need to notice about this album, there's two big things. One is she loves to have people come in and collaborate. Yeah, definitely. You have a couple major ones. You've got Matt Good, another friend of the show, Zach Hansen, and Alexia Rodriguez of I Set to Kill. And then you've Mm -hmm. got like the Dead Rabbits as well. Yep. So there's plenty here. 21
1: songs, too.
0: It's a fair amount. And sure... There are going to be some hits and misses with you for sure. But what I also Uh want to mention is Matt Good does the producing on her albums as well. Oh, yeah. So I was going to ask that. (laughs) Yeah. If Matt likes something, who are you to say it's not good? Yeah. (laughs) His name has good in it. It has good in it. Exactly. But I know it's not everyone's thing, but there are some good tracks here. And she's a friend of the show. I had a very good talk with her. And I wish her the best, and that's why we bring it up on the show. So I still listen to this. I don't care if anyone else does. I don't I don't care if I get made fun of for it. Doesn't bother me. Fair enough. So here's Don't Lie to Me, featuring Matt Good. So once again, that's Whitney Payton, Firecracker Pyro Edition on Tragic Hero Records. Next up, we have Cold Front, Float Around on Equal Vision Records. This is a pop punk slash post-hardcore band. I actually am going to talk about them a little bit more later on in concert reviews, but I very much enjoyed this album.
1: Yeah, not too much to complain about. It's a a harder (laughs) pop punk album.
0: (laughs) Is that how we judge things now?
1: Yeah. The way pop punk's going for me this year, man, this is... I felt good. (laughs) Well, this isn't
0: the normal poppy pop punk. uh, This is more... It's almost on that post-hardcore side.
1: Yeah, it's almost one of a kind. I mean, there's not too many bands that are in this area for me.
0: No, I absolutely agree. I mean, they were touring with a melodic hardcore band.
1: It's a good transition band, like if you're going from post-hardcore to pop punk or... Either or, you know? That's true. I can agree with that for sure. But yeah, man, it's
0: catchy lyrics. They have dual vocals sometimes. And it's just good all-around stuff.
1: Yeah, I also enjoyed the artwork of this one.
0: Oh yeah, that actually works really well too. Yep. All right, man, what track are you thinking?
1: Uh, for Cold Front, my top track was Slip was my favorite song. Let's do it.
0: So once again, that's Cold Front, Float Around on Equal Vision Records. Next, we have My Ticket Home, Unreal on Spine Farm Records. This is what they would describe as puke rock, yeah, which is (laughs) pretty funny. I really like this direction for them.
1: Yeah, it's nothing like their old stuff. If you're not really open-minded about music, you won't really like this transition. But you can definitely find the talent in this album. Technically, it's
0: their fourth release. So they've gone through. Yeah, they've gone through a lot of changes through their career. Yeah. Like, absolutely. They were
1: very heavy there for a while.
0: Well, they were that straight up metalcore band.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: And then they went to new metal. And like here, Mm -hmm. you can hear a little of new metal in it, but it's even more like I almost saw it as a new metal hard rock version of a mix of Deftones, Smashing Pumpkins, and Abandoned Pools. All just together. Like, you're puking out
1: all those bands. With a hint of grunge, yeah. It's different.
0: Absolutely. I agree. And I think, you know, Smashing Pumpkins has a hint of grunge from time to time. Like, I like Mm -hmm. that mix. And then also, I saw them live, and I know these tracks play well live.
1: Oh, that's good, yeah.
0: So I really enjoyed this. I thought... The cleans and uncleans were both there. I think Nick does a great job with all of that. I think they did a great job of creating a certain atmosphere that really worked for them. And for me, this is their best album.
1: Yeah, I mean, their previous work, I've always picked out like two to three songs I really enjoyed and the rest kind of blended. But this album, it it transitions very well. Um, I could go to one track to the next and know this is a new song, but it's not out of place.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I think this album really flows. All right, man. You have a track recommendation?
1: This was a toss-up. So (laughs) I'm just going to pull out a hat here and pick track 11, We All Use. You got it.
0: Once again, that's my ticket home, Unreal, on Spine Farm Records. All right, man. It's like we're going back in time because we're going to be doing Wolf and Bear, Everything is Going Gray on Blue Swan Records. Now, if I'm not mistaken, last week you said this might be your favorite album of 2017?
1: Uh, you are correct. It's in the running for me.
0: I could definitely tell after giving it multiple listens because this is very dance gavin dance
1: very <laughs> and this is
0: your gem so it makes total yep. sense and you know what i would really like to rag on you and say i can't believe you chose this but this is a great album
1: it really is <laughs> like i i've been waiting for a long time for this to be released too so there, I, I felt the same way with like adventure and adventure didn't let me down by any means but they didn't Wolfenbear on this album didn't take anything from their previous ep at all while adventure did mm-hmm. and it kind of surprised me because that was my favorite one of my favorite wolf and bear songs it's called restore and it's off their ep mixed with adventure gotcha so i was kind of surprised not to see that remixed in this but still they put out I, I don't have any complaints on any song on this entire album so I i wouldn't say there's even there's no filler no filler Action, track one to the very end.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, I didn't say it before, but you should get the idea from Dance Gavin Dance. It's a post-hardcore band slash prog metal band, you know, somewhere around that area. And I really enjoyed the post-hardcore-esque clean vocals. I thought they really shine for sure. Obviously, the technical instrument work also did the same, but everything just worked really, really well. What I also liked, and I know this is kind of a weird thing to notice but I always noticed vocals first. And what I noticed yeah. was they did not mix the vocals down so that the instruments would drown them out. Uh-huh. And that Definitely. often happens in bands like this, especially progressive metal and progressive rock bands, because the main focus is not always on the vocals, it's on the instruments. This one, though, had a great balance where you could really hear how good the vocals were and hear the rest of the band at the same time.
1: Yeah, the... um. Every song had such a catchy chorus too, like really catchy, especially I think track one and another track that we featured as a single a couple weeks ago that I still can't pronounce. A malaria. Yes. <laughs> <Malia>. <laughs> That's now, wait, it. wait, I'm going to get it. They even say it in the song. Our
0: malaria Malia, something like that.
1: Yes. <laughs> a good reason this sounds so much like Dance Gavin Dance is one of the members of Dance Gavin Dance this is his side project. Right. Temphirik, I want to say is his last name, or Ferric. Sure. I can't pronounce it really well. But um so you can definitely hear where that carried over.
0: No, absolutely. But yeah, man, I really enjoyed this a lot. I also like that they could almost change genres at any time. If you listen to especially the beginning of Dead Life, that's a hardcore yeah. song. That's yeah, like a straight is. up hardcore song, and then they all of a sudden go into, you know, post hardcore progressive metal.
1: Like a, a jazzy feel almost in the, vehicle, in the vocals. It's like, it's really, if they slowed this down, it could be a whole nother genre. Like the beginning of the song Balcony, mm-hmm. or the entire song Balcony, it's slower than, which one did you just say, uh, Dead Life? Yeah. Definitely hits all over the place musically.
0: Now I can see it for sure. Well then, since this is your favorite album of all time, what tracks should I play?
1: Well, we've already featured a couple. A bunch of them. <laughs> So I will go with, oh, I can't pronounce track nine. So we're going to go with track one, Twisted Tongues.
0: It's almost like you twisted your tongue trying to pronounce those other fucking tracks. Yeah, but um, pretty much. Wow, these jokes are horrible <laughs> tonight. All right, here we go. <laughs> So once again, that's Wolf and Bear, Everything is Going Gray on Blue Swan Records. So we're going to go with Thousand Below, The Love You Let Too Close on Rise Records. This is a post-hardcore slash rock band. It's heavy, it's melodic, it's passionate. I was fucking blown away by this album.
1: Yeah, um, this one, I had to take a break from Wolf and Bear for a minute to listen to. (laughs) So... I also see a couple of my favorite bands shared this band on um, on social media, which I thought was pretty cool. Yep. I enjoyed it start to finish. Um, I'm still kind of struggling picking out song titles throughout it, so it's hard for me to pick favorites still. But I know I'm going to continue to listen to this, and I know that'll grow over time.
0: Yeah, man. This is something else. Their lead vocalist is amazing. I really love what they did with this whole thing. And apparently the whole concept, if you want to say, behind the album is that his best friend actually committed suicide. So this is him dealing with everything around that. Plus, he used to be in the band Outkast that also had a really good album. But that whole band fell apart and he went on and continued and made Thousand Below. It's really interesting because a lot of times, you know, you might take that as failure and not continue on. But he now comes out with a brand new debut album, does it all over again, and makes an amazing post-hardcore album.
1: Yeah, this doesn't sound like a debut at all.
0: Yeah, it's another one of those things again. And really, I think of this on the level that I think of Vesta Collide's album, New Obsession. Oh, yeah. When I talked about that at the beginning of the year, I said, this is the bar now for where Mm -hmm. metalcore is going to be. And I've kept that. There's only been a couple albums that have been on par, a little bit better, a little bit worse. This is now the bar for post-hardcore.
1: Yeah. this um, For that sound, they nailed it. I can't think of too many more this year that have reached this sound yet. And once again, the more I listen to this, the more I'll
0: enjoy it. You just keep on finding things that you didn't hear before. And then knowing yeah. the story behind it, Like the first thing that I noticed about this, and I think I actually tweeted about it, was... If you want an album that shows passion, this is the
1: album for you. Without you, without knowing that story behind it, I could have already told you like these lyrics, I didn't know what they're about yet, but I knew it was like a really, really deep, deep thought out album. Like you would find in like a day seeker album. You have to really dive into the lyrics and uncover a little bit to find like what it's about and it's, it makes it that much better to listen to most of the time.
0: And it's not utterly depressing either. It's not like this is a, you know oh man this is so down the beat and everything that goes along with this is not down it's just the way the lyrics are and how much they're putting into it you can tell that this is somewhat depressing but then there's also hope in it as well
1: yeah you can definitely hear that
0: so yeah man i can't say enough good things about this album i really really enjoyed it
1: all like the video work they did on youtube it's really phenomenal like how they put out so many like teasers and stuff through like rise put out for him it looked like a movie almost quality wise oh sure
0: i hope people go out and support this band because they need to stick around
1: yeah definitely so
0: what track are you thinking
1: i'm gonna go with never here
0: all right Once again, that's Thousand Below, The Love You Let Too Close on RISE Records. And last up, we have the ongoing concept, Places, on Solid State Records. So I am not even going to try to put this group (laughs) into a genre.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I'm waiting to hear what you're going to (laughs) say. Yeah,
0: it's not going to work. There's definitely some post-hardcore in there. There's some funk. Uh, There's some jazz. (laughs) There's some electronic. There's everything in here. I was extremely impressed with this album, and this album came out of nowhere for me.
1: Yeah, I can promise you, at least I, have yet to ever hear a band similar to this band.
0: (laughs) I totally agree. I was blown away. I thought I was going to hate this.
1: Like, yeah, thought, me too.
0: I thought we were just going to be like, okay, we shouldn't even review this.
1: Because uh-huh, their previous album, I like two songs. So I didn't expect much out of this one.
0: They're always trying to be different.
1: Yo, they're different already. Right.
0: Maybe not even trying. They just are different. Yep. <laughs> and really, man, it's creative. It's funky. It's, it's post-hardcore-ish. Then they can throw in a track like Bargain which is yeah. slow and acoustic-sounding at times, and then they just go right back to the craziness. But it reminded me... I know it's going to sound weird. Maybe it's because I don't listen to funk normally. But it just reminded yeah. me of, like, Parliament Funkadelic and shit <laughs> with screaming in it yeah. from, time, from time to time. Not even the whole time. But no. it was just so fucking interesting. Like, I would love to see them live. I bet they go crazy. Yeah, this is a band... You can just imagine almost going in a mosh pit and literally dancing.
1: Yo, they dance for sure. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> tons
0: of different instruments used as well. Like I read that they did some homemade instruments. Uh huh. It's just fucking I- nice. I heard
1: it. it's near the end of one of these songs, and I'm trying to remember what song it was, but I do remember hearing it.
0: And sorry, I just don't remember. But I, I love going front to back on this it's, album.
1: Yeah, I, I listened to it. Through I went I listened to it through about three times. (laughs) And I can't remember which song. I wish I would have wrote it down, but you can hear some obscure instruments, and that's probably the homemade instrument.
0: No man, it's so good. It just really is. It's so good.
1: Yeah, I hope this gets the uh recognition it deserves.
0: Me too. I mean Solid State, especially last year, did really, really well. This might be their best release this year.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't argue that.
0: But yeah, I will definitely Definitely go see them live if I get the chance.
1: Yep, yeah, I'm sure they're on tour now or going to be soon. It's that time of year.
0: You would think so. All right, man. Enough good things about this. What track would you like to play?
1: Uh, just to be funny, let's play Shake It.
0: That's not even enough to show how crazy awesome that album is (laughs) nope (laughs) so once again that's the ongoing concept with places on solid state records damn man that was a lot of listening hours to those albums
1: yes it was (laughs) and we didn't we didn't review them all either
0: no we actually did you know it's a little secret i guess but yeah we did say no to a few albums
1: yeah. Even Not though we listened to them. Bad.
0: No, we listened to them too. It was just, there wasn't that much to say. Yep. But when you have great albums like Wolf and Bear, My Ticket Home, Thousand Below, oh, The Ongoing yeah. Concept, like we want to spend time on those.
1: And then Ian leaves in
0: Citizen just to hear me shit on it. I did. <laughs> that is true. <laughs>
1: that
0: is true. <laughs> but yeah, man, go support all those bands. Amazing, amazing music. Definitely. So next week, I think it's a shorter list for now, because apparently we say that all the time, and then we have fucking 12 albums to listen to. Uh Uh-huh. We have Rome. poop. Yeah, Rome and Pook. We got My Children, My Bride, Stick to Your Guns, The Transplants, or Transplants, whichever. I think there's a The Transplants, and there's trans whatever. And then, Friend of the Show Johnny Frank and Bill Murray have another album out. Yeah. Which I am very much looking forward to. His whole marketing campaign for the albums called Banana has been fucking amazing.
1: Yeah, he's active on social media. And he will talk to you if you message him. (laughs) Yeah,
0: that's an understatement. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) He's just a great guy. I mean, people have heard him multiple times on the show. We just shoot the shit. There's a few people who have been on that I could just talk to for forever and Johnny Frank is one of them.
1: Yep, definitely.
0: So yeah, let's look forward to Friday the 13th. <laughs> All right, man. Well, guess what? I went to a fuck ton of concerts last week. So how about we get to some concert reviews?
2: Do you think we're gonna kiss your ass since you get a good review in your magazine? Well, you're mistaken, my friend. Take a self-righteous poster, won't be right be a candy ass pencil. Shove it up, your ass! Shove it up, your ass, you punk. Shove it up, your ass, dearly. shove it up, yes! So we'll do that, Einstein!
0: Alright, so I think I did four shows in seven days. <laughs> Or four shows in six days. (laughs) It was one of those, whatever it happens to be. Now, I remember I did talk about The Funeral Portrait last episode. So even though that was in the same time span, I don't have to talk about that again. Other than saying, go support The Funeral Portrait. The next show opened with Cold Front, who I talked about just a second ago in album reviews with Dave. They were opening for Ghost Key. Friend of the show, Austin O'Brien. Cold Front did a great job live by the way this was in the art gallery where i've talked right. about shows before so it was very cool to see them in a really small venue i think that made them even shine brighter if you want to say it that yeah. way so they did a great job i would recommend seeing cold front live as well and then ghost key came out a melodic hardcore band in an art gallery and they burned the fucking place down <laughs> it was so good Like, Austin O'Brien's on another level.
1: I've been meaning to see them. I actually had tickets once. And Silent Planet and Hail the Sun all on the same tour about eight months ago. But I was way too sick to go then. Uh, So I need to make up for that.
0: You definitely have to go see them.
1: I've been sick for two Silent Planet shows now.
0: That is not good.
1: It is not. (laughs) They're one of the best
0: live bands out there. (laughs) Yep. And I'll have an announcement regarding Ghost Key later on in the show. The show after that was the major, major one. So I went down to Worcester for this. I went to the Palladium. And this was actually Thousand Below, Fathom Farewell, Siler, Too Close to Touch, Silent Planet, Veil of Maya, Devil Wears Prada, Volumes, and Issues.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Yes. It was so packed that they actually split it up. So there's the upstairs and downstairs. So you actually had to choose like a warp Tour, what band you were going to see. Yeah. And that's what pissed me off because I didn't get to see Thousand Below Uh. because I was seeing Too Close to Touch. So I made a wrong decision and I should have gone to see Thousand Below because Too Close to Touch must have had an off night because I've seen them multiple times. I don't know what it is, but they were playing with a backing track and Uh. the mic wasn't working. And it was uh, really bad. Now, that might not be their fault.
1: Okay, yeah. so would be still, painful you know, to be a part of.
0: Yeah, it really is. When you know the capability of a band, uh-huh. and then you see that, it really does hurt.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: So, it's not like I'm trashing them. I'm saying you should go see Too Close to Touch. But I hope they have whatever. Maybe that was just an off night. Hopefully. Hopefully. So then, Silent Planet, fucking amazing.
1: Wish I could... Tell you the same, but I'm too sick every
0: (laughs) time. What was really cool too is local band Eyes on Satellites, their lead singer David came out and did a whole guest vocal spot and just fucking Uh killed it.
1: That's awesome.
0: Yeah, that was really, really cool. Silent Planet, once again, one of the best on any lineup whatsoever. So definitely go see Friend of the Show, Silent Planet, as well. Garrett Russell is fucking amazing.
1: Do you happen to know if they played the song Nervosa or not? No,
0: because that's my favorite song. And they didn't play it. No, I I agree. I agree. But they have so many other great tracks. So I'm never really disappointed. I just love that song.
1: Yeah, that that song is awesome.
0: So then it was volumes. I was not impressed.
1: Okay. I've I've heard the same opinion.
0: It's not like they did bad, though. Their music just doesn't really connect with me. Okay. I've heard it's like diet issues. No, I think they're heavier than Issues now. Okay. But I understand what you're saying, though. Okay. I certainly understand what you're saying. So after Volumes, we had of Maya, and this is the first time I've ever seen them live. Their lead okay. vocalist is fucking amazing. He oh, is really? so good. He <laughs> does the crazy, crazy growls, the really high-pitched screaming, but then has uh-huh. an amazing pop, clean vocal voice. That's crazy. And it's just him. (laughs) He has no backup. He has no nothing. It was fucking amazing. I was blown away.
1: Yeah, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, it's so good to see a band like that who you've never seen just destroy. Then, The Devil Wears Prada. I had a weird stat on that one too. I'm not sure I've ever seen them live. Oh, really? So that was pretty damn good.
1: Okay. They play newer stuff, older stuff?
0: They played a lot of older stuff.
1: Oh, that'd be really nice.
0: I only really recognized maybe
1: two or three new tracks. Okay.
0: So yeah, they really went heavy on the older stuff.
1: Did they? They haven't. They had an EP come out before that pre the newest album. Yes. There was song Supernova. I don't know any
0: track names besides when they did the cover of Still Fly. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> and they did not play that, and I was pissed. Oh. <laughs> that would have made my whole night.
1: <laughs> yeah, you should no, have enchanted.
0: I respect what they do. I just never fully got into them. I didn't either, honestly. But they did a great job live. They That's killed it live. Yeah, they absolutely did. So this was the weird part: is they were not the headliner. Ooh. The headliner was Issues. All right. So half, maybe more, left after Devil Wears Prada. Huh. So I said, okay, look, I've seen Issues a bunch of times. They really, really haven't been good live since probably the first time I saw them. So I'm like, I'm going to give them a chance. You know, we already paid the money, blah, blah. Let's stick around and see what this is like. I could only last seven or eight songs. Once I heard Love, Sex, Riot, which I love, I was like, this isn't getting any better. I got to get out of here.
1: Oh, that sucks
0: to hear. It's just not my style anymore. Like I don't like Headspace whatsoever. And if you hear the review, I'm pretty sure I trashed it. I might have been nicer back then,
1: Uh (laughs) but I hate
0: that album. I don't think it's good whatsoever. whatsoever.
1: it it let me down. I put that on my letdowns of last, last year. No, absolutely.
0: So that's the hard part is they were kind of switching back and forth between albums and EP. So I never wanted to hear any of the headspace. And you could hear how different it was.
1: Yeah, it's more pop
0: directed. After such heavy stuff. To go from that to Issues, the transition just wasn't there. The transition would have made more sense if they went from Heavy to Issues, then to Devil Wears Prada. That would have made more sense to me. But Issues Uh definitely gets more money than any of the bands put together, probably. Yeah, that sucks. I mean, the amount of women that were just screaming their faces off when Issues was on stage. (laughs) What's funny was one of my friends goes because she hadn't heard issues before, I guess. Yeah. And she ended up staying, I think. But she wasn't enjoying herself. And she said, they're like, I prevail light. And I go, I go, wait a second. They were doing it way before
2: I prevail.
0: (laughs) I didn't go into the whole woe is me thing. I didn't go through all of that. But it's like, whoa, what an insult to issues.
1: I know. Oh, my gosh.
0: Last concert I went to. Was literally last night, I Set to Kill and Wednesday 13. How was that? Right here locally at the Middle East. So how was it? It was damn good, man. Look, it's been a probably 10 years almost since I've seen I Set to Kill live. I saw them in a little church like, <laughs> in like 2009. So it was very, very cool to see them again. But they have gone through a lot of changes. The sister mm-hmm. isn't in the band anymore which is really weird. And even their new stuff is actually good. We might start talking about them a little bit more, but it was still a good show. So I was very happy to see them. They played, you know, my favorite song from them was their closer, which I was a little surprised about, but it worked out perfectly. And then Wednesday 13 puts on such an amazing show. It's so fucking good. He does costume changes. He has all these masks that are molded by his face. So they're his face but with these different masks on them, I love everything he does. So to see him do an hour plus, just bam, 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 just knocking out these tracks. It's just really cool.
1: Yeah, that'd be really cool to see. I like the theatrics involved in that one.
0: Oh, yeah. They are very theatrical. I would definitely recommend you go see this tour if you have a chance to. They're doing like 44 shows in 11 countries. Yikes. Yeah, they tour nonstop. (laughs) And I love that album, Condolences. I did, The review on the show. I told everyone how much I loved it. Jackson did not, but (laughs) I fucking love it. I love that horror metal. That's my jam. I'm good with it. Okay. So yeah, man. Have to check it out. That is my whole entire concert lineup there. (laughs) So that is the end of concert reviews. Should we go on to our new segment? Let's go. And I believe the name is what again?
1: In loving memory.
0: Here we go. Alright, it is In Loving Memory. I'm going to explain the segment for people that don't know. This is for bands that we used to really enjoy the style of music that they did, and then they end up changing further down to their career. It's not saying that it's a bad thing, it's just a very noticeable thing. So Dave, what's your first band for In Loving Memory?
1: Um, this band is Storm the Sky.
0: Are you familiar? That name sounds really familiar, but I'm not going to pretend that I really know because I'm not sure.
1: Well, I would strongly strongly advise you to look up their album Permanence that came out in 2015 because it is awesome. Like that was one of my favorite albums of that year for sure. All right. But then the follow-up came. Uh-oh. Yeah, a big uh-oh. <laughs> um I wouldn't even say it's the same band. And iTunes still has it under like this album is listed under metal, which I question. Okay. Um, the different you, you really wouldn't even think it's the same band. Like right. even their their content still meaningful on both albums. They're it's really deep and it is so boring. Oh. And flat. Okay. And there's they took away uncleans for the most part. Sure. It's
0: well, they matured it, then.
1: It probably fell flat. <laughs>
0: Oh, I'm just cracking myself up over here. All right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. What do you have for me?
0: So I'm going to do a relatively recent one. This is the band 100th. Ooh. Yep. Good one. I know you know them, so I don't even need to yep. ask that. But for anyone that doesn't, they started in 2010 with their first release and basically made four releases, four total releases, I would say. When will we surrender? Let go. Revolt free. And with those, they were all melodic hardcore. Yes. And I was good with that. Now, sure, you can say, hey, everything kind of sounds the same. What else can they do with that? And that's kind of what they said, I guess, to themselves. Because when they started promoting for this year's 2017 album, Rare, they let everyone know we are completely done with being a melodic hardcore band. But they didn't change to post-hardcore, they didn't change to metalcore, they changed to shoegazy indie rock.
1: It's almost just like the transition mine was, really. It's a pretty big letdown.
0: <laughs> well, I wanted to go into it liking it, and I remember talking with Jackson when singles were released, where I was like, you know, okay, I'm okay with this. But as singles continued to come out, I was like, wait a second, I can't even tell the difference. Between these singles, yeah. they wanted oh, to get no, I yeah. They wanted to get away from sounding the same, but now all this stuff is sounding mm-hmm. the same, and that was the tough part. Even when we reviewed it, I wasn't really a fan. You can tell they're talented, but I was like, this is one of those ones where the vocals are way in the back. You can't really tell what's going on. It all bleeds oh. together. So there are people yeah. that definitely like this, but also they really came out and were very angry with a lot of people who were saying that the album wasn't very good. And they were basically saying, we're not going back to the old ways, so fuck off. Yeah. And I think that yes. hurt them. Because I also saw them at Warped Tour with one of the smallest groups possible for mm-hmm. a you know one of the main stage bands.
1: Yeah, that's, yeah I remember you doing a review on that. Um, I'm not surprised.
0: <laughs> no, it's unfortunate. And look, it's great that they're doing what they want to do. Yeah. I just don't even think that they did it that well.
1: Yeah. I would this is like a blended indie turd. Oh jeez.
0: <laughs> Wasn't expecting that. Right out of right nowhere. <laughs> the blended indie turd. Wow. Impressive.
1: <laughs> Impressive. But yeah. It is though, man.
0: Hundredth also came out and said, "Look, we're also not playing the old stuff ever." Basically, too. So yeah. that's the other thing people have to remember. If you go see Hundredth, they're only going to play rare. They're not playing uh-huh. anything else. So you have to know that, and that's really tough for fans to know. I mean, not only that, but for fans to deal with.
1: If I was like a diehard 100th fan, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I went through it with Of Mice and Men. <laughs> <laughs> it's just I don't I don't know if I could ride that one out. If I don't like the music, I don't like it, you know, and I am not necessarily agree they're pissed off at fans for it.
0: Rare is still a hundred times better than Cold War. <laughs>
1: I was about to say So, that. yeah,
0: let's let's at least say that. See, <laughs> yes. everything looks better when compared uh-huh. to Cold World. <laughs> if you like transitions in music, these are bands for you to check out. If you're surprised and you want to only check out one version of them, then go ahead. But, yeah, there is a big change in those two bands. Yep. All right, Dave, I think that segment went well. I say right now, let's go on to hate mail. Let's go. <laughs> All right, Dave, so you actually got these questions for Ian Hates hate mail, however you want to say yeah. it. So why don't yeah. you take it away?
1: All right. So the first one, the skinny with Mike and Adam, we've plugged them last episode. Hey, guys. I asked them if they had anything to ask about our previous episode because they listened. Um, I'm pretty sure Adam, no, Mike is the one that probably is in charge of the social media. So this is mostly from Mike, from what I understand his concern was last episode you mentioned something about death threats yes. that you've received. <laughs> and I want to know what that like how how or who did you piss off to get death threats through the podcast industry.
0: <laughs> okay. So I don't want to go into complete specifics because I don't want to give any glorification to said person. You know how we feel about, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I don't necessarily yeah. want to say word for word what it is, but I would say the death threats that I have received have been from people that have either been Star Wars fans, okay, DC Universe fans, Ooh. and fans of bands that I trash on the show.
1: All right. They feel very passionately about their music. And I completely
0: understand. I'm a very passionate person, too. But if someone told me that they didn't like one of the bands that I like, I would yeah. not threaten them with death.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can only imagine what kind of emails I'm going to get. I trash like one or two a week bad.
0: It might happen. It might happen. Normally, (laughs) I will get, you know, all the hate mail. But I do get those death threats from time to time. And I think those people are really dumb. Yeah. That's just kind of the way it is. I don't want to promote getting death threats. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to promote getting death threats. It's just, it is funny. That's for sure. Yeah. But... I'm also going to share my opinion because that's kind of one of the points of the show is to yeah, have that's... fun and talk about stuff. So I'm not going to say that I think Justice League looks good because I don't. I think it looks like garbage. <laughs> like I don't <laughs> I don't understand. I think it's one of the worst trailers I've ever seen. Yeah. And I, I would think agree. Batman v Superman I think is one of the worst movies ever that has a budget.
1: Yeah, that that is one of the worst ideas even to think someone funded that.
0: Well, people love the comic, but the movie wasn't anything like the comic, and who knows? I'll get death threats for that, probably. But it's just a very weird thing. But yeah, I mean, I joke around about it for sure, but it has definitely happened, and I'm sure it will continue to happen. As much good things as we talk about, people do latch on to the quote-unquote bad things. Even in a satirical comedic podcast, they still do that. So, you know, I'm not going to stop talking the way I do. And I don't let it bother me, but it is funny that, yeah, I do get death threats and it's over the dumbest things.
1: Well, I will be sure to be very vocal about my opinion on the new Star Wars movie when it comes out.
0: Dude, that's the other thing, man. I do not understand the whole Star Wars hype. It's the same thing over and over again. I mean, look, even South Park took exactly what I've been saying for years. Like that Mm -hmm. was their whole basis for how Donald Trump became president was because (laughs) Star Wars sucks. And people that like nostalgia was like, oh, remember how great Star Wars was? Like they were making yeah. fun of everyone who says Star Wars is good.
1: Yeah. So I'm gonna. My girlfriend, she um, she has yet to see anything Star Wars related in her life. Lucky so her. So she's unbiased. There's no nostalgia rolling on this. I'm gonna just throw her into the Star Wars movies, and when she, when when the first movie's done, I'm gonna ask her, Do you really want to watch the next one?
0: <laughs> yeah. For me, and I think I've told the story before. But I didn't see the first three Star Wars or, you know, four through six, whatever you want to call them now. Yeah. I didn't see those until I was like 16. Yeah. So that's so why it's awful. Yeah. That's why it didn't hit me the same <laughs> way. And I was like, OK, I get the story. It's been done a million times. Like, I can understand why if you saw that when you were fucking seven that you'd be like, yeah. wow, that's amazing. Because there are other mm-hmm. movies that I saw when I was seven. That I was like, wow, this is fucking amazing. But then I was like, OK, well, now my Star Wars is coming up because they're going to do the first three. And this is Uh going to be my Star Wars. And then I saw them. And they're some of the Mm -hmm. worst movies ever made. So why would I continue to think that Star Wars is good? Because then the very first recorded Ian Hates movies is on the new Star Wars. Not Star Wars Rogue One, but the other one. And that's the exact movie of the fourth movie. It's just redone with different cast. So why would I like that either?
1: Yep. Let Let the mail roll in now. (laughs)
0: <laughs> but here's the deal, I don't care if you like that That's fine, I'm just going to talk about it
1: So Mike and Adam also Just wanted to know What else do we do besides listen to music uh, Hobbies Or obs- other obsessions You take this one first I race motocross I do artwork um, That Really sums up the things I do For fun, other than listen to music I have Three stepchildren and that's pretty fun actually for now <laughs> um they can't back talk yet or anything so gotcha. that that's fun I, take that back the youngest can back talk she's she has some fire in her <laughs> but yeah that's it uh, i would say those are the big hits what about you
0: i don't have time for
1: fun <laughs> no fun
0: seriously my life is no fun and i know well, you're a
1: soccer enthusiast
0: I am. I am a soccer enthusiast. I love Liverpool. I think people that have listened to the show know that. Jax and I used to go back and forth every once in a while because he's an Arsenal fan, that piece of shit. (laughs) I'm sure when he listens, he'll love that. But (laughs) no, really, man, I know it's going to sound weird. Look, I love going to live music, and I know Uh that's still within the music thing, which they're saying, you know, out of it, uh, you know, I exercise a lot. I play a lot of sports, but really... I have not had time for those the way that I normally do since years ago when I started the podcast. I dedicate all of my time to doing every single facet of these podcasts. Yeah. So I get to bed very, very late. I get up very, very early for my job and my whole life, like literally every single day, I either have a interview for Ian Hates Conversations or I have mm-hmm. an Ian Hates Movies or an Ian Hates Music. Yeah. So... There's a backlog of a lot of stuff that I have to get out. So I really don't have any fun unless I'm talking on a mic. But yeah, it's the editing, it's the marketing, it's all that other stuff that fucking blows. Yeah.
1: I guess sports wise, um, I like to I like football. I'm from Ohio, but my favorite football team is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Wow. <laughs> I picked the coolest in five and I just wrote it out, man. I mean, they suck. This yeah. year, year there's hope. Nope, so, it's not three and two, man. <laughs> they, I think they won three games last year. So not all sports interest me. I like Toronto Raptors are my favorite basketball team. Also, pick the coolest logo. <laughs> <so>.
0: <laughs> we could probably go on with it, but also don't forget because I have so many things I have to do. Somehow I have yeah. to get this episode out on time, which I'm not sure how that's gonna happen. Uh-huh. But. Mike and Adam, very good questions. Hopefully people check out your podcast as well. But thank you very much.
1: And our next question comes in from Dustin. He wants to know why do these unknown bands pay popular vocalists such as Johnny Craig or someone similar to that, you know, Tyler Carter, whoever it may be, Uh, why they pay them hundreds if not thousands of dollars to be featured in a song in hopes of making their single or give them a bigger push? To Dustin, it's annoying as hell. He said the cost of Johnny Craig is up to one thousand or fifteen hundred dollars. So
0: allegedly. <laughs>
1: yeah. What do you what's your take on this one? So
0: I think he answered his question. You know, it might be annoying to Dustin, which is completely yeah. understandable, but oh, yeah, it definitely. absolutely does make a band popular, at least for that track. It does yeah. exactly what they want it to do because you get to put that hashtag down. You get to get you know that link set up that says, I did this with so-and-so. And then people will listen to the track for that part that that person's playing in it. So it's just the same way as paying for them is the same way as paying for a Facebook ad or paying yeah. for a Twitter ad. That's the way it's marketing. That's really what it is. And then also, I'm going to give it the shadow of a doubt. Of positivity and optimism and say that maybe they actually really really like that person and they've always wanted to do a song that guested a person like that
1: yeah and it even helps some more hopefully you would think johnny craig or whoever it may be would also share a song they're featured in because it's their work which oddly enough people don't do which is it blows my mind but johnny craig Is one of those because I see where Dustin's coming from. If I type in featured Johnny Craig on YouTube right now, I will find ten to fifteen shit bands. In your, I did find, (laughs) I did find Misfortune through uh, looking up featuring Tyler Carter. Right, Mm -hmm. and then I that was one of my favorite bands.
0: Oh, I love Misfortune. Yeah, yeah, I fucking love them, and I miss them so much. I mean, look, they're friend of the show technically.
1: Yeah, I hope to hear Mike, Mikey. On vocals somewhere again. He so. has
0: to. He has a fucking amazing voice. Yeah. But yeah, man, I you're absolutely right. I would say, obviously, it's by taste of whether you think a band is good or bad, depending on that. But I think also the reason why the singer-vocalist who came in to guess that they don't actually share it is because yeah. once they do their part, they probably have nothing else to do. So mm. that's that other band's property. So what do they really care about promoting it?
1: Yeah. And I hope... Uh, Micah Relocate didn't pay Johnny Craig much for his feature in their... uh. He, I forget what song it was off their previous album. He literally had, like, two lines. Well, it was I even saw, in the music video.
0: I saw them tour together as well. Really? Yeah, well, they're on the same label or were on the same label. Oh, I don't know what the right. deal with Micah Relocate are right now. It's about time yeah. that they had new music and they have uh-huh. been completely dead. Like, I haven't heard anything. No,
1: same here. But, I mean, I see another side of this, too, where, like... There's bands that for example last week, this week um we have Wolf and Bear. Mm-hmm. They could have easily featured Tilian on something right. but they didn't or Idola same situation. Sure. He could have Andrew could have easily reached out to Tilian to have him featured. They didn't. I don't know if it's a pride thing or maybe they just want to show off their talents, you know, they don't want to ride on Tilian's back, which I can understand that too. I I could definitely see that. Well,
0: sometimes there's no place for that person either. There's yeah. money issues, there's time issues, and there's just, hey, we're not going to expand the song just to fit someone in.
1: Yeah. But, yeah, that was a good question, though.
0: Thank you, Dustin. Much appreciated. All right. Actually, you know, even though this segment's still going, we actually have some breaking news. And I think, Dave, you just let me know about this. You want to tell everyone about drugs?
1: Yes. about. I'll tell them about drugs. Yeah. Tell, please tell everyone about drugs. <laughs> so, as hopefully everyone here is aware of the band Drugs, destroy, with- rebuild Crangle.
0: until God shows. Yes,
1: hopefully you're aware of them. If you're not, do some research. But um, <laughs> they have came to life on Twitter and announced a date for. Like, we don't know. Is it a a song or an album called Reunite in February of 2018? Or they're reuniting.
0: And it feels so good for <laughs> an actual show, which is a possibility yeah. as well.
1: But I hope I hope it's new music. I Actually, hope new music Craig too. Owens is recording right now. I have seen through his social media outlets he's recording. So hopefully, this is what this is.
0: I wonder if the original lineup is back though. Um, I hope so. I mean, that means Matt Good's in it. So
1: from the picture, I think he's in it. But that was who knows pretty blurry much. though.
0: Yeah. That's pretty puddle of mud, if I might say so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but then this made me listen to Drugs All Day and oh, Kyoto's. That's a And then great I album. want Brandon Bulmer back in Chiotos. And then it just I, I doubt it happens, but I like to think it will.
0: Well, look, when they actually put something out like that, that is something to look forward to. But it's also in 2018. I don't want to even think about that really no. right now. So – No. We'll see how it goes. I can tell you I have to find it somewhere, but I actually have a picture with them, oh, cool. and it's one of like my favorites because I don't normally take pictures, but I went mm-hmm. and did the meet and greet with them before a show at the Paradise in Boston, and that was an amazing show. They did a sound check and everything, and I got to meet everyone and then get a picture taken with them, so that was really cool. But breaking news for everyone, just wanted to let everyone know, so we got a while, but hey, maybe there'll be more stuff coming. We'll see.
1: Yep, pay attention.
0: All right, man. Well, once again, thank you to Mike and Adam. Thank you to Dustin. Hate mail is over for this week. Remember, you can send in your hate mail to any of our social media as well as any forum that Dave ends up <laughs> talking about yeah. as well. So <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, ianhates at gmail.com. Feel free. Send them in. We love talking that shit. It's great. We're all done with that for now, though. That means it's time for a breakdown from the past. All right. Dave, let's start with you. Breakdown from the past. What do you got?
1: Okay, my band this week is called Alive in Standby. Wait, is that E-Live or Alive? (laughs) (laughs) Alive. Alive and Standby. This band was a post-hardcore band in like 2010, 2011. Mm -hmm. Then came out with another album about, I think, 2015, maybe 20... About 2015. They took more of a poppy route. I wouldn't say full pop, but it's definitely less hardcore vocals, really only album. The band went... They're gone. I don't know. They, their music has been removed from Apple Music. I can't get it, unless, but I did buy the album, so I still have it on my phone. But I know the lead singer is uh, Christian Koo, I think, and he is also featured in a Micah Relocate song. Damn. So he's in another band now called The True Blue, which if you're in this scene of music, you will not like that band. <laughs> but feel free to check it out. So I would like you to play the song, Weigh You Down. You got it.
0: Dave, I hate to tell you this, but you've got a pretty face, but not the heart to match it.
1: <laughs> but
0: no, I liked it, man. I'm actually going to go ahead and listen to even more of that.
1: Yeah, that's a really good song. And that album and the previous EP, I, I wish I could remember what the EP is called, but you'd like that one probably even more than this.
0: Well, hey, good choice. Yep.
1: Thank you. What do you have for me? So
0: I decided to go the story route with this one. So you definitely brought the breakdown for breakdown from the past. I brought the past. That's what I went with. So (laughs) I was thinking that when I went to see I Set to Kill, I was going through my mind saying, okay, well, when was the last time? So I was looking around and I just kind of Googled it. I remember it was at the ICC church in Boston, Mass., Mm -hmm. And when I saw the lineup, I was like, holy shit, I have to do this band for Breakdown from the Past. For that show, (laughs) it was Broken Side, (laughs) Drop Dead Gorgeous.
1: Oh, okay.
0: I Set to Kill. And the headliner was a band called And Then There Were None.
1: Uh, Sounds very familiar.
0: Yes. And now this is a very strange band. So I'm not doing Broken Side, obviously. I've done Drop Dead Gorgeous on the show because I love them. So they've already been. Yeah, I love, yeah they've I been love a all their work. For sure. Yep. So that's fine. So, with, and then there were none. They're a band from like Salem, New Hampshire, which is only like a 30 minute drive or whatever. And I think if I have my mythology correct, they used to be a hardcore band. And then all of a sudden, the album I'm going to talk about is actually an electrono pop album. Okay. The album's called "Who Speaks for Planet Earth?" question mark And it is absolute electrono pop, like a Breathe Carolina almost. Okay, okay. But before Breathe Carolina.
1: I was about to, yeah, I was about to ask you also what era of Breathe Carolina.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's more of the really poppy one where there's okay. really not unclean vocals.
1: Yeah, like okay, like Hello Fascination stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, a little like,
0: bit like that. A little bit like that. Okay. And this came out in 2009. I just thought it was interesting because also the rumor is they might still be together. They might be planning a reunion. But there are also other bands that are called And Then There Were None. So this Uh might not even be that band. (laughs) So I have no idea. But I thought for actual nostalgia-wise to think about 2009 when this album came out is when I saw them live with Eyes Set to Kill. Why not go ahead and do Breakdown from the Past with that?
1: Only makes sense.
0: So I am going to play a track called The Hospital. So I have a feeling that I'll probably get death threats from that one, except you'll be dancing too much. You won't even be able to type. (laughs) But yes, we both had our glow sticks out for that for sure. Definitely. I definitely didn't go as heavy as you did this week, but it goes with the story.
1: Yep. That's a good one.
0: Thank you, sir. You as well. I have to get this fucking show out, so it's probably a good idea to end so I can actually start editing. (laughs) All right, man. It is time. To end the show. All right, Dave, do that thing you do.
1: All right, guys. I like the questions we got for this week. Um, more the merrier. Uh share with a friend, tell your friend to send in a question. As long as it's a good question, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Good questions this week. Good don't questions this week. And I say these are bad. <laughs> but don't 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 ask, don't ask something about Star Wars. Don't no, ask. go ahead. <laughs> ask ask why I hate Star Wars, and I'll tell you. There's his request. Ask Ian why he hates Star Wars, and ask David why he hates being as an ocean. Or um, or
0: actually, ask me why I just don't care about Star Wars. That's probably the better question.
1: So there, there's your emails. You guys need to send in. Send in some music suggestions too. I like those. Um, oh, by the way, like subscribe. What's sorry, that?
0: sorry to interrupt, Dave. I have been getting a lot of people sending me music suggestions, especially bands. It's fucking awesome. So I'm going to have a lot of stuff coming next week, just so
1: people know. All right. Sounds good. More the merrier. So bring it in. um, Like, subscribe, share the posts. Uh, Let me have it in those forums. Just tear into our reviews. (laughs) (laughs) Just tell a friend,
0: really. All right. And I am going to keep this short as well. Find all the links to support Ian Hates shows, Ian Hates music, Ian Hates movies, Ian Hates conversations. All that stuff is in the description of the episode so please go ahead share those with friends. Just like Dave said, it is a big help. Also, the episode with Grace Sorensen of Charlatan doing Ian Hates movies with part 2 of It is finally out. It is awesome so make sure you can check that out as well. Plus, big announcements here and I'm not even announcing everything that is awesome because I got to save a little bit. But right now we've got new Ian Hates conversations coming out with returning friends of the show. I've got Adam Clark of Rarity as well as Austin O'Brien of Ghost Key.
1: Looking forward to it.
0: It's going to be fun. I had a lot of fun. So yeah, really, that's it. We got to get this episode out. So we're going to end this now. Dave, do you have any final words for everyone?
1: Um, I'm just going to leave him with don't be a dick this week. I'll give you some more advice next week.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nice. And I will leave you the way I always do long days and pleasant nights. Thanks everyone.